Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Green Line podcast this week. It's your host, Jack. It's Richard. It's Kynes. And Gonza. We got a huge week for you guys, including our first interview with Brett Nevitt, a big buddy of Kynes. Goes to Florida State. He's a junior this year. He's a writer for Tomahawk Nation and an avid ACC uh, fan. Big stuff on the Heights this week as well with VC Women's Soccer up against Notre Dame. Um, we're going to go into a little bit on the agenda today with BC football against Texas State and the disaster that that was, a little bit of uh, some COVID controversy, a little preview of BC football versus UNC, some ACC uh, general overviews, a little bit of the mailbag, and uh, some tweets from Gonzo. Uh, we also have a huge announcement this week, if Rich, you want to get more into that. Yeah, so uh, week two and Green Line podcast is already going places. We are officially under uh, the media company DePoint Media. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Um, we'll look for more in the future um, about a website to go to where all of our stuff will be posted. We're looking to get on Spotify, Apple Music, all the big platforms along with uh, our friends at SoundCloud. So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. We're, Green Line's going in the right direction here and um, really love the guys over at DePoint Media. Thank them for uh, taking us under their wing. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to that. So yeah, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Next stop, Boston College. Saturday night happened. BC versus Texas State was a game. An atrocity. Looked like it was going to end very poorly for the Eagles for a little bit there. My heart, my heart rate was a little concerning, I think, at some points of that game. Boy, they, did, they, they looked awful for about three and a half quarters of that game. Three and three, like, until the two-minute mark, I was pretty sure that that was the I'm worst like, football team this ever is, seen. This is, like, this is the classic BC... WTF game. Yeah, it's like, what the hell, man? Like, what are you doing? I was on such a high after the Duke win. I was so excited for the year. I kept saying, (laughs) this is Kansas all over again. But you know what's different? We can't say this. Yes, yes, Gonzo. We'll talk about this later when we get more into stats and stuff. But if Adazio's coaching, that's a loss. Oh, yeah, we 100% lose that game. There is no way way that team has the the willpower and the grit to come back like they did. The last couple minutes there, we saw Jer- Jerkovic. He's a, he's a second half guy. What, what can you he, say? Oh, he just he looks so good in those last couple minutes, and just like he did in the second half against Duke. It's just they haven't put it together yeah. yet. And I'm really hoping they do this week against UNC. But it was an interesting game, man. I mean, if that's our if that's a what the hell game of the year, you know, I'll take it. I'll t- a, a win's win. a win. A win is a win. A win's a win. Breathe. That's what we got to yeah. do at this point of the season. We just got to breathe. We got the win. Uh, it wasn't pretty. I don't think they they uh, got any more coaching poll votes. Uh, oh no, shot! No, we bad. dropped out. We didn't get any votes this week. Yeah, yeah definitely so, not. But you know, you never know what, what will come out of that. And and it was huge to see that we have a kicker who can actually make a kick past thirty yards. Is Aaron Bo- uh, Aaron Burberry, Yeah. So uh, you, you you love to see and, that. And like and that and of course uh, three point win. The field goal was the difference. And. I think last year, with the way that BC special teams has uh, struggled in years past, last year we there's no way we win that game. It goes, it starts, it, it's like everywhere. The defense would have given up last year. The play calling would not have been as good in the two minute drill as it was on Saturday, and the kicker probably wouldn't have made the kick. I'll so. say the defense scared me a little this week. They did, but they also um, in the fourth quarter they didn't give up a point. They showed up when they needed to. They and, showed up at the end. And I think. I'm going to give cre- a little bit of credit to Texas State. Texas State's a better program and than I thought they were. De- definitely a better program mm-hmm. than their record states. Yes. They had a real big, they had a shootout. SMU, right? I think they yeah. lost by seven at SMU. Good game. They had a big overtime loss. 
um, against UTSA. And I think they were just kind of ready to – They, you could tell they were playing with a chip on their shoulder. They would. They kept panning to McBride, the quarterback, who had a great game in my opinion. He did play well. And he was like grinning on the sidelines knowing they had the shot to beat a Power 5 team. And I think they were licking their chops and really hoping they could pull it out, but it just didn't fall their way and it fell the Eagles' way. And so I think this is a huge momentum shifter. We had a lot of guys play well. Uh, any uh, specific players uh, stick out to you? I, I'm, love, I'm still loving Hunter Long oh, after great two game. weeks. Uh, yeah. He had a little scary moment there where he was down for a minute, and I was my emotions couldn't oh. have gone any. If, if he was like out from that, play, I was so nervous. Oh, it was him and uh, De, did DeBerry get hurt too? Or DeBerry like, like hurt his hand. Yeah, but um, no, Hunter Long. You can you can just tell. I said this in in my article for WZBC last week that it, it just looks like he already has a great connection with. Uh, uh, Philly Phil, Philly football, Philly football. So I'm looking for that to continue this week against UNC, against uh, the 12th best team in the country as of right That's now. That's insane. So uh, we'll talk about that more later. But I, I do love. Uh, I think Hunter Long has p- potential to do some really crazy things this year, and he could he could be playing on Sunday next year yeah he's he's looked real good so far i was super nervous on that when he got hurt there for yeah. a little bit i mean i don't know i'm why like how can this game get any worse throwing it to triple coverage yeah that cracked. was yeah that was insane but one of my main takeaways from the game and we were talking about this a lot last week and we saw it this week as like a, a poor performance from bc zay flowers very quiet in the game two receptions 20 yards jet sweep see what happens when he doesn't get enough Targets. When he does, he got four. He had four touches on the day, which not should enough. not should not be the case when you have a dynamic player like him. We were saying this last week, and this is what happened: the offense kind of fluttered throughout the whole game. He comes back crapping on Adazio for not giving him mm. any options other than the jet sweep, and then like what the first play of the game it was a jet, jet sweep. sweep yeah, that was. Flowers. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. I, I agree with you there, Jack. I think we'll we'll see what he's made of. We'll see what we'll see what the program is made of this week. Yeah, honestly, if we can, we just like. This is our chance, and like I think everyone knows it. Yeah. I think Halfley knows it. I think the staff. I think all the players know it. They say if BC wants to get out of the hole that they've dug themselves, that Adazio dug them in the last eight years of being just kind of like the laughingstock team that disappears in come I'm October, not November. Adazio, Adazio early on brought this program back from it was at a low point before yeah. Dazio Daz brought it back to a point to but, but point what I think we realized in what his seventh season he plateaued he can't get us he over plateaued. the hump he plateaued if, this is the game that Daz wouldn't win this is 100%. the game this is the game this is the Kansas game last year no I'm talking about the, the like the UNC, uh, the UNC game yeah, yeah I, I think this like this upcoming week is gonna be just the biggest test I mean I'm, I know we'll talk about it more but I just my my player to watch not even a player my person to watch is Frank Signetti yep I am really excited with what he's been doing, I get I mean, mixed. I, I mean, I I can't not like Signetti. I think I mean, just look at his background. You have to yeah. like the guy, but some questionable calls. But in, but when he just lets like we saw it in the two minute drill. Oh when yeah. When he gives Jerk free reign, let Jerk get out of the park pocket. Jerk it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's background on that. There's this guy on Twitter, and we're we're big for some reason. We're like losers on this. We always look at the BC like the, the like. Boomer fans, the old Twitter. the old fans Twitters, and yeah. they they're always starting to start up like hashtags and stuff. I mean, I'm loving that that's even a thing right now. Yeah, that means the program's coming back a little bit. But that that's the that's the reference to that. But yeah, yeah, I think you're completely completely right. Um, and we'll see we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, like you look like. His play calling in the third and fourth quarters of the Duke game was awesome. I just like oh the program has nothing but great things. I mean you know half the trusts him. Oh I think yeah, the whole offense. Trusts I don't think there's a person like no. Yeah. I think like NFL he coached Rodgers, he coached Eli Manning. He knows how to like he knows what a good quarterback should be. And that's what you need when you recruit too. You yeah, a guy like exactly. That. I mean that's probably why we got that what four star yeah. QB. That's recruit. a huge attraction. Oh like Emmett Moorhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely bigger. And then like talk about. Talk about recruiting a little off topic, but uh, what's his name? Marvin Wilson. Marvin uh, Marvin Martin. Marvin, yeah, he's big time recruit out of DB, a, right? Big time DB, yeah, DB safety out of a big time high school, big time program in Texas, and that's just showing like Halfley. These DB our DB class is loaded. Well, we got class Adazio, loaded. Yeah. Adazio hung out in Jersey and, and Massachusetts, and he's not even he wasn't even winning Massachusetts. Yeah. Michigan was getting more people out of Massachusetts than BC. 
So right. it's big time. I mean, now now that I mean, we're we're getting we have a guy from we'll see what he ever turns into from the IMG Academy down in down in Florida. Oh, like like what's uh, his name? Like Ilya? It's a it's a he's from I think. He's from Eastern Europe. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's a big. He's like six eight. So I, I kind of like that. You yeah, know, we're, but we're going we're going for different types of guys now. These you know, DBs, the best fits. exactly. These DBs that halfways are getting talent. Like you saw it last year, um, CJ Okuda, uh, fourth overall pick by the Lions. And before the combine, they asked him, "Who do you attribute your NFL? What your NFL career is going to be to?" And he says, "Jeff Halfley." He says the way he coached him was just he improved his technique, he improved his drive, and I think these recruits are seeing it. And we're getting these DB recruits from all over. We got Jalen Cheek, we got uh, Clinton Burton Jr. Now this guy, uh, Marvin, I'm super excited. I think Halfley's going to build. We're going to DBU question mark? No Shout fly zone? No fly zone? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the BC creative team too this year. I yeah, mean, yeah. I can't I can't say enough about I mean, it's fun after I mean, that was a crazy game. It wasn't all positive, but after the game, you know, we got the win and then we see like the BC like, like hype video. video about it. That was awesome. And yeah. I, I don't think the one for UNC has come out yet, but it will soon, uh, maybe by the time this this podcast is posted. But you know that's getting some hype around the program too that I, we didn't really have last year. Exactly. And I think I think that's huge for recruiting too when you mm-hmm. can when you can you, when you can go back to something like that. Um, when you can point to things for the recruits. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. And like back to tech, tying this in all into the Texas State game. Like when we have better recruits and better classes, we're less likely to lose those games. Yeah. Like it just comes down. Like, when we're playing a team like that and it's just kind of like a slap fest, no one's really playing well, the talent is going to prevail. Mm-hmm. Like, nine times out of ten, the talent is going to prevail. And, like, you look, like, this Adazio having the 65th best, like, that was his, his average was, like, about 65 on the recruiting rankings. And the fact that Halfley's coming in in year one, well, it's like 30, 32. Yeah, like, that's, it's just, that jump in 30 spots is just going to mean massive. the world. And, and he hasn't even, like, uh, like we're gonna get into when we talk to Brett a little bit about how he didn't even have a full spring. He's coming in his first his first meeting with the guys was over Zoom. Yeah, he had the uh, early like early so signing it, period. It's not 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 a conventional year. And we could we could so say we could so be zero and two right now and be like, hey, you know, Halfley didn't get his fair shot this first year. This is year zero right here. Exactly. But we're two and zero. We have so many recruits, especially on the defensive side. Like three star plus, yeah. We have, we have a the majority of them are three stars at least. Oh, they're all, all majority of them are over three stars. Yeah. If there's not some high three stars, like we're like we got some legit guys coming in for BC, and it's like it's it's impressive. I, I love what I'm seeing. I think the juice is awesome around the program. I do. Yeah. I mean, just I mean something they probably wouldn't have done this last year. We tried to go watch some of the practice one day. Yeah, they kicked us out, and, and they they're like, this isn't open to the public. And I think like, what did they, you think we were they UNC put up scouts? a big, they put up a big <laughs> fence outside a big. Uh, a yeah, big, big fence, fence outside of the road. outdoor field. Um, yeah, so we, were, we were trying to watch like the scout team offense play. It was like Vilecki, like throwing. <laughs> it was it was Vilecki throwing to the first team defense, and we got kicked out. I was like, okay, I see how. But it I, I respect it. It's yeah, like, uh, good work for Vilecki. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, good win. Good win for the boys. Yeah. A win's a win. I wouldn't I would say it's a win. win. It's a, a win. win's a win. But I would like it's a gritty, gritty, gritty win. Gritty, gritty win. win in the but forward. you know what I I love? Good drive at the end. after the game. We'll take the. Uh, the Halfley post-game interview came out, and he doesn't take any of the credit. He's like, we need to get better. He's like, us as coaches need to get better. Yeah. Uh, shout out to these guys for sticking in it the whole time. And then Fourth and Dude's got this fun thing going on, another another BC podcast about um, – so against Duke after his post-game interview, Mumford and, and Sons, Sons came yeah. in in the background. So they edited it in for his – Texas State win. Yeah. So shout, out, shout out the boys of Fourth and Dude. We love you. Great guys over at Fourth and Dude. I love love their podcast. Um, yeah. So, do we have anything else on Texas State? Well, we have a little bit of that uh, controversy. Oh, oh, game. oh don't don't, don't, get, don't get me into that. I'll talk yeah. this whole show about that. Oh my gosh. Oh boy, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just say there's some cranky people in the in the, in the uh, Newton area in the town of Newton. Yeah. The town of Newton is not excited. We need to relax right now. And the fact that we'll get into this, but the fact that Halfley had to apologize for that is absolute BS. I think it's a joke. Yeah, I think like that is horrible. I can't believe not, it. Yeah, so, I can't believe it. So I'll, I'll just say a little preview now. We'll get, Gonzo will give us a little bit more uh, as we go on in the show. But so after the win, BC football posted a cool video of them dan- the players dancing and like hyping each other up in the locker room after a big win. 
And this congresswoman comes out and says, this is despicable. Not even, not even congresswoman. He was like, Newton City oh, Council. Yeah, was like, yeah. councilwoman. <laughs> how, what weight do you pull? About how Newton. that's completely ir- ir- irresponsible of BC. Because we don't have but, a bubble. But I'm like, lady, not. they're getting tested three times a week, ACC protocols. They all have to be tested negative to play in that game. Two, they're playing at a, the most they're, one of the most physical sports there is. They're playing a football game. They're sweating on each other. Yeah, <laughs> Come Come on. Up, they're up against each like, other all the time. I am all for COVID provisions, precautions, but like. Come on, this lady's just trying. She she just has some agenda against BC. Like, she's just silly. being the fun police. The whole here. city. Like, let them have yeah, fun. They, yeah. they have worked their they have worked their butts off all summer to be able to play in that game, to be able to do all this stuff, and the fact that they can't even celebrate a win after because. Congresswoman or city councilwoman Alicia Bowman or whatever the frick her name is. IBM Messenger. I was that mad. Yeah. I've never heard that. And I don't think. Wow. That, I don't think these people wow. that's, that's in Newton realize that literally all Boston College football being good is going to do for their city. They're bringing money. Is bringing so much money because what if we get national games and people are going to come out to Newton? No one comes out to Newton if you don't live here. I don't think they want people in Newton. They don't. They, they don't, don't want business. They don't want. They like their Newton. They like, like the way oh it my is. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Newton's pretty uppity. Gosh, that's annoying. Hey, love it here though. Love I, I do. I do love it here. But what was that tweet we saw? It was like, it was like, oh, did you not see the giant university when you moved into your house? Oh, like, I mean, like, yeah. like, how are you gonna get mad? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, it's not I mean, like we caused is... a bunch of trouble around yeah. here. We're bringing in money for the community. And as my barber at Lassard said today. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's not like oh yeah, because BC is this massive party school. Like no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit silly. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. So next, we want int- uh, to do. We want to talk about our uh, our interview today a little bit, kind. Oh yeah. So uh, coming up shortly on the podcast is uh, a good friend of mine for a long time. His name is Brett Nevitt. We went to high school together, played ball, played baseball together. Um, and since he's been at Florida State, he's gotten into. Uh, writing and he writes for uh, Tomahawk Nation. He started out at Mill Game Day, writes at Tomahawk Nation, covers all sports. His focuses are football, basketball, and baseball, however. Um, He really knows his stuff, big ACC fan. Um, I think the most dedicated Florida State fan I've ever met in my Yo, entire he, life. He knows his stuff, guys. It's a, oh, it, absolutely. He's legit. I mean, great he, interview. He might great, be. Great first interview. And Tomahawk Nation's legit. What do they have over like? like 30,000 followers. Yeah they're, yeah, they're they're big stuff. And he uh, is one of the, the few... Um, students that writes for him and he has all the media passes he goes he's been to the, every Florida State game this year he traveled down to Miami for for the Miami Florida State game I'm sure he didn't like the outcome but it's got to be a cool experience and don't be fooled by the fact that he's just a year older than us he's he's really really legit Knows his stuff for sure. really really good guy um, it was just an awesome interview and uh, I hope you all enjoy it And so now, welcome to the show, longtime friend, writer for Tomahawk Nation, ACC football fan, Brett Nevitt. Brett, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, so obviously, you write for Tomahawk Nation, and that's a big deal down there in Florida. And so just kind of, can we kind of just ask how you like got into that and what's your story? Because you're only a year above us. Yeah, so when I got to FSU, I didn't really have much to do. I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, so I started writing for this other uh, website called Null Game Day that wasn't credentialed, but it was still covering Florida State. So I did that for uh, just under a year, covering all three sports, but mostly baseball. And then I got contacted by Tom Nation, and they asked me to come aboard and cover baseball for them and all other sports, too, to be an on-campus person for them because they don't have many. So, yeah, so I'm about to – I started last year. The Miami game was my first game last year, and that was right before Tiger got fired. So I kind of got thrown right into the mix there really quick. And, uh, yeah, so now I'm coming up on a year, and, yeah, I love what I do. So Yeah, so it's been a long year for uh, Florida State sports outside of the basketball team. So, uh, like, after this week watching the games, uh, what do you think the top of the ACC is going to look like for the rest of the year? Uh, football-wise, like when it comes to power rankings? I mean, of course you got Clemson, but uh, with the addition of Notre Dame, it obviously looks different this year, but for me, it's hard to put anybody else in, well, there's Clemson, and then it's hard for me to put anybody else over UNC really right now. Uh, 
I think UNC is better than Notre Dame. I think they're better than Miami. Um, you know, Miami just kicked our butts, but I still don't think – I don't know if Miami is, is a sure deal yet. You know, you always say Miami's back, but who knows if they're back ever. Um, Notre Dame, I don't really know what to think of Notre Dame. They didn't – first couple of weeks, they didn't look that great. I don't think Ian Book is that great, but – I think Sam Howell presents the best chance to beat Clemson. And then I think Pitt is another team in there that could surprise some people if they get any sort of offense. Their defense is pretty solid. So they could present some sort of challenge, but obviously it's Clemson than everybody else. So, Sure. Uh, thanks, Brett, for being here. Uh, one quick question I got. Uh, FSU and BC both have uh, first-year head coaches this year. Uh, in your opinion, what would a successful first year look like for each program? Yeah, so I guess since what we've been calling it at Tom Hawk Nation, and I've seen some other people call it for first-year head coaches this year, is you know usually when coaches come in after the signing period and they don't get the early signing period, they don't get to bring in some of those guys they want. You call it year zero. But then this year when most teams also lose their spring practice, I mean, Florida State's really in year negative one. I'd say Boston College is in that same spot. So record-wise, I don't think you can expect too much. Obviously, fans do. But realistically-wise, I don't think you can expect great records for either team. And I think BC and Florida State both got two of the harder schedules in the ACC with the new schedules that came out. I mean, both teams play Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, so especially, I mean, especially now with Florida State 0-2, I mean, BC is 2-0 at least, but in close call with Texas State, I mean, so I don't – we right now our expect – our so Florida State, the goals the rest of the year would probably just to be, you know, keep your young guys healthy, establish some young guys that are there for the future. But BC, the thing with BC, BC and Florida State have some different things that need changes where Florida State's issue – and the reason they needed a new coach is culture. D.C.'s culture was fine, but they needed a new scheme. They needed to be more modernized. So, you know, Florida State's got, surprisingly, somehow we have a longer way to go than Boston, like all these other schools do when you bring in a new coach. I mean, you know, B.C. still has that culture there. But, I mean, Florida State is just, we've got guys that have talent but aren't in spots to use their talent or they don't know how to win, or they don't care about winning. They just want to, I mean, it's just all over the place. So expectations going into the year were somewhat high, but after that first game, quite low. And after last Saturday, even lower. Um, hey, Brett, at least you got you got Norvell back uh, this week uh, from his yeah. little quarantine period. So Basically, things have just piled on top of us here at Florida State, where we've had some of our best players go down. And then your head coach goes down and then you got players tweeting stuff on social media. You know, I got COVID and then oh, I'm going to leave the program because I got COVID. So that makes sense. So we have a bunch of smart kids on this team here. Um, you know, BC has a much better culture, I think, or at least hope for your guys' sake as well. So I have no expectation like set record wise. I just you hope that you see, Improvements in discipline, improvements in guys playing hard. Um, I think the best efforts you can hope for now is like a 500 record with they still got UNC, they still got Clemson and Notre Dame. So it's like we're screwed. Gauntlet. <laughs> we're screwed. Oh my gosh. Be lucky to sniff three. We just need to beat Jacksonville. Hey, just beat Jacksonville State this week. Get off to get some sort of momentum, anything you can get, you know, hopefully we don't have another Sanford scare. Or who the hell did we play last year? Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. Yeah. Um, By the way, we, we know all about the Jacksonville Florida state game. Cause on the BC Texas state game, there was just advertisements for that game all over the place. I don't know what was going on, but we heard about 20 times that Florida state was uh, playing Jacksonville state this week. Yeah. They were hyping it up. Like it was going to be a thriller. <laughs> I have no idea what channel our game was on, but I remember in 2009, FSU played Jacksonville State, and it was infamous for nobody could find it on TV. Nobody could find the channel it was on or anything. And I remember it was like a 16-13 game, FSU one of the last couple plays. So, I mean, it could come down to that again. So we'll see. But 
these days at Florida State, you got to check Nick Jr., Disney XD, uh, <laughs> YouTube live stream. Well, hell, we're, we've lost our last, I think, like 17 ABC games. So that's fine with me. Because our first two games this year are both on ABC, and we got freaking blue lead, and then we got absolutely waxed. So, I mean, get, just don't even show the game. You know, that's fine with me. I'll be there. Packer and Durham were all over FSU on uh, the ACC network on Monday. Uh, I think. The Eric, the Eric, uh, what's his, what's his name, Kynes? Eric McLean. That yeah, he had, he had FSU dead last on his ACC power rankings this week. So maybe yeah. a little bit of time away from uh, the spotlight of primetime will be good for FSU. <laughs> I think most people have us dead last now, but, I mean, I don't, there's no way. I'd at least hope, we, hope that we are not worse than Duke or some of these other schools. But, I mean, we'll see because we play them later in the year. So hopefully – we get some momentum going into next year in the last few weeks. So that's some of my expectations. Hopefully they're good enough to beat some of these other teams at the end of the season. Um, BC, I, don't, uh, I just wouldn't set – if I was a fan, I wouldn't have my expectations too high. But I would just want to see explosive plays, you know, from Halfley's offense and just see some younger kids start to fit into that offense because I don't think they'll have the pieces this year that he wants there. But – you know, do you just hope that he gets some commits that fit his offense and stuff like that? Yeah, thanks, Brett. Uh, just another question we got here. Um, with, like, Notre Dame, obviously earlier you were saying uh, it's Clemson and everyone else, but with Notre Dame playing in, like, the conference this year, like, how do you think that will shake things up? And even though it's, like, unlikely, like, would you be interested in seeing Notre Dame play in the ACC for, like, years to come? Yeah, I think I think it would help the conference a lot, not only just – money-wise, but also just how people perceive the conference. You know, if you have Notre Dame and Clemson every year, I mean, both of those teams are always going to start in the top 10 of the rankings. So, I mean, I don't think, as I said, I don't think Notre Dame is that great this year, but they're, they're always going to bring your attention to national media. They're going to get you NBC. They're going to get you TV stuff. So, I don't think there's many negative drawbacks having the Notre Dame in there, but I also don't know if it's realistic to have Notre Dame in there with that. But, you know, especially in a year like this when everything's just all over the place, it's definitely good for the conference this year and it gets a lot of attention. Yeah, Notre Dame and Florida State have had some, like, epic games over the years. I think last time they, last time they played, obviously before Willie, but when they played, like, in 2014 with, like, Jalen Ramsey was there and Cook was still there. That was, like, a crazy game. And I think Florida State ended up winning, right? Yeah, there was – so. Notre Dame took the lead and then with like five seconds left, but there was a pass interference call in the end zone, an offensive pass interference. So then it was like third and 18, or it was like fourth and 18 with no time on the clock, but they had to play because time had run out. And I think someone, I think Jalen Ramsey batted it down or something and they won the game to keep their win streak alive. So, but yeah, I don't expect anything like that this year. So it's, but I don't even know if Notre Dame is going to be ready to play them when it comes to that time. So, because oh, Notre Dame has to quarantine for a couple of weeks, right? And then they play FSU. Yeah. So, I don't remember who they were supposed to play this week, but I don't think they're playing. We play them next week. So we have Jacksonville State, and then we go to Notre Dame. So, I'd be surprised if it happens on schedule, just because we have to travel there. So, I mean, I hope I if we could avoid them, that'd be nice. That'd be one less loss. So obviously you're a baseball guy at heart. You've always been a baseball guy. Um, BC baseball is kind of interesting, but they have like three really, really good prospects. I think like Sal Freelick is obviously the best one. He's like top 10 on everyone's boards. So uh, do you have any insight on those guys or are they on your radar at all or what? I mean, last year, I think, I think BC was picked six or seventh in the coast in the Atlantic conference in baseball, but I'd pick them to be one of my sleeper teams to be a lot better than that just because of the guys, those three guys they had. And it's uh, Mason Pelio, Frelick, like you mentioned, and Morissette. And uh, BC's record wasn't that good last year, but they had a tough schedule to open up the season. I think, they, I think they played at Arizona, at Clemson was their first ACC series, I think, something like that. But, yeah, but I'm, uh, they come, uh, they're those kids freshman year, they came down to Florida State and they, beat us in a series and I mean, they waxed us two of the games and a lot of it was just those three kids and Morissette I think Morissette hit like 450 last year and uh 
Frelick struggled a bit, but Frelick is the guy that's really high up on a lot of people's lists just because of his projectability and stuff. But my favorite is Pelio, and Pelio was the one that started against us on Sunday and won the series a few years back, and he was pumping like 95, 96 the whole game, and I was like, how the hell did this kid go to BC? How the heck did – but I'm pretty sure he went to a Jesuit school in, um, in California, and he was pretty highly rated coming out. But he was their Friday starter last year, and he'll be their Friday starter next year, and he'll be just as good as any Friday starter in the ACC, and he'll give them a chance to get off the right foot in all their series they play. So I think they'll be a lot better than people expect. And um, if Frelick and Morissette can keep doing what they're doing, they just get some of their offensive pr- production from their lineup, that they'll be, they'll be pretty good. Yeah, let's hope uh... – college baseball happens this year that would be kind of tragic if it got canceled again I'm sure you were bummed yeah I mean I had been doing about 12 articles a week for baseball during baseball season so when that got canceled it was just like what in the hell was the point of all this and then you know but they're planning on having a season I think it's going to be that all these ACC teams play all their ACC opponents and then I think they're planning a home and home with the rival with one rival so like Florida and Florida State will probably play a home and home and something like that or two at Florida and then two Florida State but I don't know who BC would play in that Holy Cross UConn UMass (laughs) Holy Cross look at the face Alex Bryant Um, oh my gosh all right so um do you have any particular FSU memories that include BC like you know red bandana game losses any just random upsets for many sports really just Anything else that includes BC, FSU? Because I know that's like a a good little rivalry we have in the ACC. Yeah, I think it was – well, bad memories. I think it was Jimbo's last year. We played the Red Bandana game on like a Thursday night at BC, and we were down. We were getting murdered. I think we lost – we were down like by like 21 in the first quarter or something. And that was when you could just see like Jimbo was done. Like guys were done. Uh, They were just like giving up. So – that was a bad memory. I think the first ever FSU game I went to in person was a BC game. Last year, our game against BC was pretty huge, you know, to get bowl eligible again. That was pretty fun. I was, at, I was at a fall ball game for baseball, but that game was on in the press box. And I just remember DJ Matthews, you know, he's the one that tweeted about Corona, but he uh, broke free and then had that like dive to the pylon. But I'm a diehard Florida State fan, but I'm not much older than you guys. And I, I'm trying to think of – I don't remember any games from, like, the 2000s or anything like that, but I just remember – Was that DJ Matthew that took that that slant 75 yards on that last drive? Yeah, and he dove to the pylon. Yeah. And yeah, what's his like, face? Travis tore us apart. Uh, Jordan Travis, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Travis, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was – that was the first game he played. That was the first game Taggart was not coaching, I think. And that was the first game that Travis played, and he was all over the place. BC couldn't stop him, but yeah, I'm trying to think of, I don't know how many BC FSU games have really come down to the wire other than that Brad, last. Is that, is that a Red Sox sign I see in the background there? Oh yeah, it is. I'm, I'm a big uh, Boston sports fan besides the Bruins. Okay. All right. All right. Not this Red Sox this year though. That we, don't, we don't have to get Hey, I'm top five pick. I'll take it. Either make the playoffs or be terrible. It's true. Well, thanks for joining us, Brett. Uh, it was an honor having you. Um, you're welcome anytime, friend of the friend of the program. So uh, have a good one. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks so Brett. much, Brett. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. So again, huge thanks to Brett right there for that great interview. Uh, had a great time with him. Uh, really appreciate it, Brett, if you're listening. Uh, so this weekend, BC UNC, huge game. Nationally televised, 3.30 game. ABC. Tune in. Tune the in. Eags are back. Oh, yeah. Eags are back on prime football, time. baby. You see the ESPN trucks here this, this week. It is? Oh, I mean, of course, oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Rolling up right next to Conti. Yeah, but big test for the Eagles. We talked about, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but this is this is this might be one of the defining games this I season. just want to see a game. I, I don't want this to get out of hand. Uh, overall, I mean, UNC's just like better they're well coached the ball they're well coached they have a really solid roster they're a better football team yeah but but i i don't think that much better that we couldn't 
make it a game. Yeah. Pull out, make a game. Pull out, pull out an upset. I mean, they haven't played. They, haven't played. they, they haven't haven't played, played in three weeks. weeks. They haven't played since. They haven't played in three. Weeks. What day was this game on? They haven't played the since 12th? the twelfth of September. Yeah, wow. yeah, like that's a little while. Like wow. we, that's they haven't a, played football a, since. The last we, game was we hadn't even played we, a week we, before yeah. the Duke game. So we've never played well. We haven't played well so far this season in the first half. But if we have a we have a good first quarter, I think we got a chance. We got a real that's, chance. That's my key for BC. It's coming yeah. out hot. You have yeah. to come out yeah. hot against a team that hasn't played in three weeks, especially a team that's better than you. I want to see us take some shots. If you if you come out hot, a few big plays to start off, get like two touchdowns early on. I want to see them be aggressive on offense. Get a lead. Yeah. Get a lead, yeah. and if you can get a lead, you can you can work with something. You can pull off an upset. Yeah. Back. UNC can score in a hurry. They got great quarterback Sam Howell, one of the Heisman favorites this year. And then the receivers don't get enough credit. Uh, Daz Newsome. Who's their running back? Uh, my uh, Javante Williams gets the most carries. Yeah, he, he only had four point one, but he had three touchdowns against Syracuse. That's what I worry about with our yeah. with our defense yeah. is containing the run game. Yeah, yeah. their running back had a long of forty five. Yeah, eleven yards per carry too. Yeah, and and Sam Howell can scur he he can scurry. Yeah, he can run a little bit himself. So yeah, I think as long as we come out to a nice start, which playing against a ranked opponent, what's UNC twelfth? Yeah. yeah, the boys are gonna be fired up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah they're gonna I mean, come, UNC they're gonna hasn't put, we, we really don't really know what UNC's made of yet. I mean, Syracuse is awful. They contended with Pitt. Dude, I just, I am not impressed with them. Their O-line, they got, like, what do you say, they got seven sacks against Syracuse? Yeah, it was a yeah. six-point yeah. game at halftime yeah. when they but played UNC. It's because we just got to create turnovers. That's what Syracuse did. Syracuse had no business being yeah. in that game. They created, turnover, they created turnovers, and, and bang, it's a close game. And so that's just what we need to do. We need to be aggressive. It's like we were yeah. harping on Signetti before. I mean, this is a big game for him. I, I yeah. want to see, I wanna see, I wanna the, see I wanna something see different this week than, than run, run, pass. Give me the third was, quarter against Duke. Yeah, honestly, like... Yep. The first half of the Duke game and the majority of the Texas State game until the fourth quarter was, I mean, stagnant. The offense was stagnant. There's nothing there. Get get the ball moving. Some little, some little like, like doesn't even have to be much. Just like get jerks and confidence. Get get him some easy passes yeah. to start, and then give me a double move from Zach. Yeah, I know exactly. It's not going to be easy though. Uh, no, uh, UNC has the best name, the best name of a player in the entire country. Is their best cornerback? His name is Storm Duck. Like I think that's like one of the best names ever. Like that's that's a, a shout out to the guy on Texas name. State too with the last name Mask that we kept talking about. Oh, that was electric. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got thrown out for targeting. So, yes, no, that game was a game so anti-mask. The refs were anti-mask. Yeah. There was three targeting calls. Yeah, yeah Levy knew what he Levy knew what he was doing. We went to Texas State. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, but this this UNC defense is good. The Chaz Surratt two sacks. Albeit the the Syracuse O line isn't all that, but still it's impressive. And then look for Storm Duck to make some plays for UNC. And this is this is Jerk's first game against against legit football pro, ACC football program here. We'll see how that goes. See yeah. what he's made of in this game. Now that he has now that he has a little bit more confidence. Two games starting for BC, week three for us. Um, it it should be a fun one. Do I do I think right now that BC is going to win? No, but could that like. Is it a possibility? They have a shot. It's yes, a possibility. and that would be so electric. We might have to do a little, little emergency press conference on the Twitter if they win or something. Yeah. The, boy, the boys will be buzzing. If they win, I'm, I'm going nuts. Yeah, so yeah. we're we running over. Are we running we're over to alumni and just yeah. doing some stupid stuff. We'll, we'll post an emergency podcast of us outside of alumni wearing masks. Where like yes, if, if Councilwoman uh, Alicia Bowman's listening right now, we will be wearing masks. Yeah, we will be. Of course, we will be. And we we will also be social distancing. Yeah. So, just, uh, just for the record, for the record. So, y'all boys have any uh, score score predictions for the game? I'd say with me, I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. I think Halfley's squad they're going to come up ready to play. Like you said, they're going to be amped up. It's it's a prime time national, not prime time, but it's a nationally televised game on ABC. Um, if I was a guessing man, I'd say like 27-20, 27-17 UNC. Uh, but obviously, that leaves in the margin the margin for um i think bc could do it i really do but uh i have to go with unc i'd love uh i'd love for bc to prove me wrong this week on that one though yeah i think i'm gonna go i also have to go with unc this week i think it's gonna be i look for bc to make it close i think the only way they win this game i was saying it they gotta come out hot they can't come out flat and they can't they can't uh let unc get comfortable in the game they gotta come out score some points early um, I'm thinking probably like 31 from UNC to like 24-ish for BC, 28 maybe, um, depending on how hot they start. But, I mean, I give it, I'm, 
there's a solid chance for an upset there. I was thinking the same thing, honestly, like 31-24, like that range, like one touchdown as a margin, I think BC could actually... No one's going with a blowout in this game? I mean, like so, UNC's no. favored by two touchdowns? What do we got from Kynes here? Uh, I'm going to stray from the pack a little bit, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think it's going to be a higher scoring game than that. And I'm gonna th- I think Boomeri is going to hit another big kick to put the Eagles up. 41 to 38. You think BC's offense is 41 points? Oh, this, this is going to be a shootout. This, I, I'm, There's we, no way in hell. If we BC's... get a full four quarters of Signetti and Jerk, I think we could play. We could, Against we could, Storm Duck, though? We could, <laughs> I think we could, put up, <laughs> we could put up points with the best of them. Syracuse, they gained a lot of yards in that game against UNC. They didn't play horrible, and they just didn't. They had the ball within the 10 yard, within the 10 yard line three times in the first half, and they kicked on two of them, and failed to convert a fourth down on one of them. And I think I think we convert those touchdowns. I, th- I think we convert those red zone trips to points. I think we're going to put up a whole lot of points. I think they're going to put up a whole lot of points. If you like high scoring, all those Big 12 fans out there, you're in luck. This is going to be a great game at 330. Tessator is going to be calling it. Oh, that's huge too. Tessator's son. He's going to be screaming. <laughs> Tessator's son's going to hold the kick that puts the Eagles up top. We're going to storm alumni. No, we're not. I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> but I'm excited. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. 41-38. I like the optimism. I don't know if I can ever say until I see that high-powered offense you're talking about with BC. I haven't seen that yet. Just wait. So Full, full, full four quarters, we're good. I mean, a full. I'm with you on that. If they give you a full four quarters, I mean, they could put up a lot oh, of you points. Think, you think Bo Mary is going to be strong again this week? Huh? I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about Bo Mary. I think he. I think he's got the juice. Who's our other kicker? Is Danny like, Longman. Danny, Danny Longman. Longman. Yeah. We, some of our friends over at Senior Quotes, uh, another good podcast on campus. If you don't listen to that one, uh, they're they're friends with uh, Danny. Danny Longman. Yeah, they were they were bummed to not see him kick, but obviously excited that Boomeri did hit that one last week. So that that's my score prediction: forty-one thirty-eight. I large. like it though. Last Party in the modes. Party in the modes. Last thing I'll say about this game: <laughs> looking for a comeback. From the O line this week, you said that last two week weeks, too. Two yeah. weeks of not, you know, not sketchy, play. sketchy play from an O line with uh, Petrula, Vrabel, uh, a bunch of big name guys, Ozzy, Trapalo, uh, Zahan Johnson. I bet. I'll tell you what. I bet they had a long week in practice. I don't. I hope so. I bet they had a so. long week in practice, and I think that's going to translate to the game. And they're going to give Jerk a mostly clean pocket. To deliver some balls to Zay, Hunter Long. I mean, that's what we need, especially if you think they're going to score anywhere near 41 points. And I think I think the the breakout players, I think David Bailey might have a potential for a big game if we get in the red zone, giving, punch the ball in. Travis Levy. They're giving Travis Levy but I think a Jaylen lot of looks. Gill, this, I think Jay, they're, they're going to focus a lot of their effort on defense into stopping Zay Flowers and Hunter Long. And I think Jalen Gill is one of those guys yeah. that – Get the defense sleeping on him for a little bit. I'm with you. I'm he happy he got a couple, at least a couple targets uh, mm-hmm. against Texas State. I think that's just going to continue as he gets more familiar with the guys. I yeah. think I think he has a potential to break out this. Oh, game. he's a stud. I, yeah. I really, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I like Gill a lot, and I think he's just going to progress as the season goes on. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, not having Kobe is uh, it hurts, but we got him back next year. Big things, big things from next year. And I love Kobe White that he's like still heavily. He's like, Coach, whatever you need me to do. Yeah, I he's set, set in the field up at 5.30 a.m. Total class act. It's on our Twitter, too, if, if, you, need the, if you need the article. Um, so, interesting game. We'll, we'll tweet a little bit about it, and uh, I hope you guys all enjoy that one. Uh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting one on the Heights. Hopefully it's going to be a good game. Praying for a good game. <laughs> yeah. If we get blown out, it's going to be a long day for me. Welcome back to Green Line. Uh, week two now, we can do this segment. We've all been looking forward to it. It's, it's the Green Line podcast mailbag time. I'm so, excited. So we got, thank you to all of those who submitted uh, questions this week. We're going to go over just a couple today. Uh, for, for next week, anytime, feel free to shout us out on bc.greenlineradio at 
gmail.com. BC dot green line radio. Is it dot green line? Green line radio. Right? I think it's green line yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let me let me do a. Or you could just DM us on Twitter. Or DM yeah, us on Twitter. Either I like or. that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll Twitter make works. sure we'll make sure it gets out. Um. So our first one comes from uh Gene from Seattle. Uh, Gene from Seattle says, "Great, gave us some great analysis about uh about the BC Duke game. Uh, Gene, you're gonna be watching the BC UNC game for sure." And her question was, why is your show called Green, Green Line Radio? Is it because it takes 45 minutes to get from Boston to BC on the T, or is it something else? I mean, I think we can all agree that the T is just knock around. We just love the T. I love the T. Oh, yeah. I'll Mine's take this. Of course. favorite thing ever is the, the orange tea. line. The T is Specifically the orange line. For the T is so sick. Well, if you have time it. on your hands, there's nothing better than Like, are you, it's $2. Maybe maybe $2, because sometimes you don't have to Well, we, we come from areas where there's no public. No yeah, I can only imagine like what would happen if we took Kynes to New York and he saw the subway system. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably lose his mind. And, and there's <laughs> Go a green all line. over New York with one ticket. And, Gene, there's a green line stop right at Boston College. Uh, so it's it's literally practically right next to where we're living this year, too, on campus. But we like the res. We like, uh, we like, we, uh, yeah, yeah. So green line D on. is just superior it's to superior, green line It's superior, yeah. Let's, all, let's be real. Yeah. So basically, we're just oddly fascinated with uh, the MBTA and the T system. So we and just decide. And it's just, just not I love around. people watching on the T, man. Don't, don't you love the name, Gene? Isn't the name good? Doesn't yeah. Think? I think it goes. If, we, if, we, if you want a name change, you, you're... you're more than welcome to give us some suggestions. Yeah. Also, shout out Gene, number one fan right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, honestly, that was that like was a great. That was a really good feeling. That made, that made our day earlier when we uh, checked the email and saw that. Uh, saw so your email yes, I uh, hope you're listening to this one too, Gene. Uh, our other message we got here is from Jackson from New York. Uh, Jackson from New York says, "Who gets the most girls out of the three of you, and why?" I mean, well, why there's do you four think of we us. Do a podcast. I yeah, mean, and, and like yeah. We're, we're sitting here on a Thursday night while the rest of campus is having a great time, and we're recording a podcast, Jackson. So, so you, tell us, you tell us, you tell us, man. You tell us, man. Answers the question there. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you guys for the mailbag questions again. DM us on Twitter, uh, comment on our SoundCloud, send us an email at I got it right here at bc.greenlineradio at gmail.com. Uh, we'll, we look forward to continuing this segment and answering your questions about BC or life in general. Ask us anything. Literally anything. As yeah. you can see, we'll read anything aloud as well. Yeah, yeah. Jackson's a clown. <laughs> so, as you all may have seen, uh, there is a BC football video that has gone out on Twitter uh, with the title, We Hurt, and it's all the guys uh, partying in the locker room after... You know, after their 2-0 victory. They were so, turned. A nice little celebration. Yeah. Oh, of course. They're, they're, they're going to be turned. Adequate level of, of being turned. Of course. So, Counselor Alicia Bowman, at Alicia for Newton, replied to this tweet saying, As an elected official in Newton, Mass., where much of the Boston College campus is located, this video upsets me. BC football players do not live in a bubble. COVID-19 is real and deadly, but clearly no one here cares about that. At Newton, MA Mayor, at Newton Health. As a Boston College student, this tweet makes me upset. Yes, that's all I. Can have we get from Can that. we get Alicia on this podcast? <laughs> could, could, could she does she want to talk? Come on and talk about talk about herself a little bit on the green I mean, line. Yeah. She is welcome anytime. I would love to have her. So, have a nice interview. Oh, absolutely. With you. So Gonzo, so I'm guessing stemming from this, come some funny tweets. Oh God, here we go. All right, cue the music. So Dagger John, at the Sloop John M says, 2,600 false negatives seems like an awfully large sample size, Alicia. <laughs> the Sloop John. <laughs> Darren Weeks, at Darren J. Weeks, said, Wow, this is a laughable take. These guys get tested regularly, and not one member of this program has tested positive. I am so glad I don't live in Newton anymore. That's what I don't get. Thanks, like, Darren they get Weeks. tested negative. <laughs> they have to be tested negative to fly. It's pandering. That's all it is. Nathan Phillips, at Nathan oh, P. I, Austin. I had a Twitter. Nathan Phillips and I had like a little exchange. Oh, I, I found his original tweet. At Boston College, produce documentation... Asterisk now asterisk that all of these players tested negative shortly before this video, or else we will shut you down and have your irresponsible president arrested and fired. Bold bold talk for an unverified Twitter account. <laughs> also, keep in mind, he's a BU professor, by the way. Oh no, he's just, just trying to sabotage the bean pot, man. <laughs> keep in mind, his profile picture on Twitter is just a little clip art with a BU mask on the person and a COVID. Uh, Little particle behind him. Uh, <laughs> seems so, legit. Uh, seems legit. BCD, yeah. our own BCD at BCD97 says, 
BCD. Dear Counselor Bowman, oh my goodness, learn to enjoy life a little more. Just stop. They are tested all the time. People need to have fun again. Best regards. Eagle emoji, purple heart emoji, D. Love that take. My BCD. little B, my little BCD thing here. BCD, you're welcome on the show anytime. Hope you're listening. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. BCD is coming on this show at some point this year. Eventually. It will happen. That is yeah. our promise. It's That's in the, our promise. It's in the works very slowly. Jason Fred, Frediani at JFerd2 says, Stay home. Stay in fear. Don't go to stores. Don't go to restaurants. Don't go to family cookouts. Make sure your husband doesn't play golf. Incredibly arrogant to blame, to put blame on these kids. They've done everything asked of them. You are officially a Karen. Oh, wow. That's that's a good roast. Yeah, there the it is. big guns on that one. Break it, out, break it out Karen there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alicia is quaking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The Boston College Salted Pretzels replied, Alicia, <laughs> guess what? With the video of Stephen A. Smith saying, we don't care. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Care. We don't care. <laughs> we, we don't. Oh, there's one more I'd like to uh, highlight here. Uh, this user's name is Life is Better Sitting on the Porch. His handle is Life underscore Porch. <laughs> and he came out with the big guns here. The big, big guns. Oh, let's go. You're just mad when you were in school. None of these dudes would even look at you. Oh, oh wow. Wow. That's a burn. Porch, porch is coming Porch talk. In. That's porch talk, man. <laughs> classic Coming cl- in hot. He's classic got his, porch. He's got his own hot. podcast right there. Oh, porch yeah. talk. Literally. <laughs> He was sitting on his porch, probably drinking a little tea. Porch, you're welcome on the show, too. Yeah, Porch, yeah, get yeah. him on. Get him on with BCD. Please DM us if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. That would be awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's Gonzo's uh, tweet segment. And with that, uh, that's closing time. Kinds, you got, you got anything else to say? And Rich does it again. Rich does <laughs> it again. Week yeah, two, yeah. episode two of Greenline Podcast. <laughs> he breaks out closing <laughs> time again. I, no way. Uh, <laughs> He yeah, just, well, he, he just, he wishes, he wishes he was in the AM studio and Mac at, 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 at 1159. With that Mac attack, with, the, with, with like a bunch of fried food that I'm just downing before the show. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes, Mac attack onion rings and mozzarella sticks. Yeah, well, I want to better, but I'm still in the phase of calling it closing time. Yeah. Live from the Walsh Sixth Floor Lounge. Yes. The bad y'all, boys of Walsh. Y'all have a, y'all have a great <laughs> afternoon. Or morning. Or night. Or night. Whenever whatever, you're listening whatever, to Whatever time it is. Goodbye. Have a good one. Yeah. See ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.